And we appreciate everybody's involvement here, especially here at work, uh, where we can get together to learn Torah. Uh, this week, uh, the sponsorship of this wonderful lunch that you're having uh, was made possible by someone who comes to my Dafye uh, Mishir at night, uh, Howard or Howie Goldsmith from Elizabeth. Uh, he is really such a fine, upstanding person. I don't want to embarrass him by talking about how wonderful of a person he is. Um, his wife, uh, especially, uh, is one of the most important avenues of chasodim. Uh, they get done in, in the Elizabeth community. Uh, tonight's the yurt site of his father, Peretz, uh, who, as we write here, uh, was a gavra on of um, talking about uh, how his father, Peretz Goldsmith, uh, he escaped uh, Nazi Germany, uh, Hamburg, when uh, just very soon after uh, Kristallnacht, um, he was someone who came to America. He was only 12, so I guess he was born around 1926. Um, and uh, he came, of course, and settled in Washington Heights. His father was Hachaver Moshe, um, Hachaver Moshe. And in, in the German communities, that was a very important title. You weren't necessarily the rov of the city, but it meant you were somebody significant, more than just the average Bala boss who came in and contributed People in the community write knew you, Yankee, as somebody special, a chover. Uh, parents, you're also called chover, Yankee. Yes. Um, but in ha- yeah. So the chover is really, in his uh, parents' father was a malamid, a teacher in Hamburg, and taught also when the family came to Washington Heights uh, and became part of the greater uh, Hershey and Frankfurt community. Um, and Peretz, his son, the, the Nifter, the one that we're dedicating the shir to, uh, I understand from his whole family that they never heard the man raise his voice. They never heard the person ever, despite the difficulties that it must have been in America in that time, and raising children especially, ever at any time lose uh, his cool. Uh, was always extremely, extremely well, even-tempered and kind. And this, of course, was the attitude of everyone who knew him. Um, and as anyone from that period, we have to call him an Udmutzel Meyesh. So I can tell from seeing Peretz's son that his father must have been a very, very chosh of a person. Um, by the way, uh, this his yard site, which is tonight, also coincides with the yard site of Shamshan Hirsch, which is also tonight. And the fact that the Hamburg uh, escapee could find... Uh, the warm embrace of the German community in Washington Heights and Frankfurt is really also says something about the achdus of that community and the strength of that community. Uh, just the pusik that I chose here, um, it's a, based on a capital in Tilim, Tehillim Pei, uh, where David Melech says, talking about Klal Yisrael, I wish everybody could see it because it's such a beautiful psukim. Gefen mi Mitzrayim Tasiya, Kadosh Baruch Moved us out of Mitzrayim, a geffen mi Mitzrayim tasia. We were that geffen, we were that vine that Akadosh Baruch Hu caused to travel out. Tigarish goyim vatitoeha. Akadosh Baruch Hu caused all the nations of the, all the other nations in, in Canaan and the other nations to be, uh, exiled. And he planted that geffen in Eretz Yisrael. And here's the Pusik for Paris right after that. 
You moved everything away, even the nations, as the Malbim says, outside of the actual borders, making a beautiful entrance for the Jewish people. And you were able, they were able to create incredible roots there. And they filled that whole land. That was what the Jewish people coming in in the time of Yeshua were able to accomplish, and that is Peretz. Um, but just to finish here, Kosu Horim Tziva, they became so strong in the time of Shlomo and the time of other Malochim that the mountains were covered by the shadow of the great vine. That vine was so great, the Jewish people that have now been planted in Eretz Yisrael created such a vine. On Fel Arzael, its branches were so strong. Teshalach Kitzirel Yam, its roots and branches and other aspects were able to stretch all the way to the Mediterranean, the Nar, and all the way to the Euphrates. You had greater Eretz Yisrael, Yon Kaiseha. And that was this incredible period in our time. Loma Paratzta, again, Peretz, the next Pasik. Loma Paratzta Gidereha, Dovan says. And again, recognizing the future, he says, Why were those Gedorim broken? Now everybody can come and sort of like siphon off and take from this incredible geffen. So this Kapitel and Tilm really speaks about what it meant Klal Yisrael in its greatest time. And I think uh, people, as we've been in Golis and we've kept our Yiddishkeit in such a strong way with the hope of returning to Eretz Yisrael, it's important to see that image. It's important to see that image and we're hoping that HaKadosh Baruch Hu allowed the Pirtzas to occur, but he's going to be Goyder Pirtzas Yisrael. So it should be a schus for, for, for Peretz Ben Achaver, or Chover, Moshe. All right, a number of us, uh, whether we want to or not, uh, have been over the last couple of weeks started Brochus, and I, I was very happy to see. Uh, that the Brochos uh, Gemara and the Besmedrish is nowhere to be found. People can't find it because everybody's learning it. And of course, there are many non-Art Scroll Gemaras, which I encourage people to learn. But that's the way it always is. Seven years ago, 14 years ago, everybody jumps in with Brochos. It's a very, right? The, the Dafiyomi gets a little bit bigger. Um, and over the last couple of weeks, there has been a, 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 an issue. Um, of course, it's beautiful. It's all about Krishma and Brochos. But there's a number of things that came up about tefillah in that first parak, on daf hey, on daf yud, and on daf yud dalid, which really deals with the question of, I'm waking up in the morning, and I've got a program that has to happen. Whatever that program is, let's talk about the program that Gary and I shared this morning, that we were all part of, and and, and Mark as well. We, We came... Right <laughs> here to David, right? So there was there was uh, activities that we did before too, right? We we did a number of activities. Now, one of the activities, of course, we did was that we drove here in order to get the tefillah. Now, of course, if you, if the closest shul is 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 a couple of miles away and you need to drive there, no one is going to say that you're guilty of doing activity or malacha. It would seem. Before Tvila, this is my means of being Mispala. And yet, for all of us, I think that are part of the morning minion, uh, and many other people who commute to work um, and, and daven at work, or, or, or their situation is, um, they're involved in, a, in activities before Tvila. Um, 
We're not going to get, uh, we'll just touch on the people who have Siddharim and Shiurim before Tefillah, which is Lachaira also, maybe something to talk about. The other thing is, even if you didn't come here, and we encourage everybody who's in this room to join us every morning at 8.15 uh, for the Minyan, because the greater it is, I think the greater the company is going to be in terms of having Mespalim here in a constant way. But even if you dive in, in your shul near your house, I think every single one of us has a morning routine, and part of it might be, okay, I, I can't do anything till I have my coffee. I can't do anything until I have my chai tea. Um, and therefore, I think we have to answer a question based on the Gemaras, which are, is, again, this was a book I remember in the 60s, and I'm, I'm sure nobody has ever uh, used that book reference here, but uh, coffee, tea, or me? Me, of course, doesn't mean the stewardess, as it meant in that salacious book, but what it means here is the Rabbani Shalom. In other words, are you, is that considered like a, a, a rejection of the Rabbani Shalom? You have your coffee? What about me? What about M-E, capital me? I, I know the coffee is necessary for you. I know it's difficult. There's a lot of things that are difficult. Getting is, the, and again, part of what I, I want to discuss here is the difference between getting comfortable and getting into your proper mental mode um, for tefillah, coffee, tea, or me. Is there a mila of, 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 of not, of, it would seem from the Poshit in the Gemara and from the Rambam, it seems, especially from the Rambam, it would seem clear that it's only in a situation where someone is actually close to illness. Because the Rambam, when he speaks about the, the, the heter, of, of eating and drinking, he puts it in terms of people that are physically ill. Are, are, are many of us physically ill before, unless we have it? Or is it just something that has become an addiction to us? And it's almost because of that addiction, we find that we can't concentrate and it's almost impossible for us to, to get our head together unless we've had that first shot. Now, what? Right. So that, again, you're right, Yankee. That would be an interesting halacha phenomenon, sort of an illness we bring on ourselves, right? In other words, by becoming addicted to this, this now becomes something that, right. Um, I've heard people say the same thing about reading the paper. I've heard people say that they can't move. They, they got to look at that paper. They look at the headlines before they go. Again, how, long, how far do we take this? And how, how crucial is it? Is it, is it such a big deal? I also want to uh, examine what's, again, a lot of times when we think about this subject and we've thought about it in the past, ah, the chassidim are always maple, right? And there is, I'm going to show you from the sources today, uh, and I think, I think I, I, I got you for Schwartz to come because I did, I did have the Tzemach and the, uh, and the Friedrich Rebbe and, and, and the last Rebbe as well on record, and that's part of the email today. And it's not so monolithic in terms of what they're makel. Lubavitch, in particular, is is very uh, makel in this Indian and, and has a lot of strong things to say. So I thought it would be a good a, a, a good topic. But as Gary uh, figured out, um, it wasn't just it, it, it rang as a good topic to me. I, like many other people, am a subscriber to the emails from Shifty, which is a um, a Torah outfit which I've talked about before, and I encourage 
any of our listeners out there to become part of those Shifti Chaburas because you're going to get a package of Meir Mekoymas done much better than the stuff that I send to you. Uh, it's, it's, it's not only put in a beautiful package form, there's also notes and fingers pointing to what is important and also Ha'aris on the bottom exactly what you're supposed to get from each source. So it's a great great organization, Shifty, and the work they do in it is exemplary and oh, as you can see the first email, the first attachment of the email is basically stuff that I was able to take from the Shifty Choveris of last week. But I have my own little take on it which I think is going to be a little bit different than what you're going to see there. So let's start Moraiva Rabbi from, and again I I, I apologize, although I don't know if it's my I, it's my place to apologize for the lack of technology here. Mark uh, invested some very sweaty moments in trying to produce for us uh, on the big screen. Um, and I and it really and again, but for those of you who remember the Gemara, there's actually again three Gemaras. Let's talk about the Gemara, which has the most discussion about the Gemara and Beis and Brochus. You know, one of the things that I'm doing Dafyoimi that I that I find my my group, my Chabura, my students have a problem with is, especially in Brochus, is why is it that we're talking about this next? In other words, there's a lot of them that are just happy that it's not halocha and they've just got a big smile on their face. Give me more agadate, give me more members, it's happy. But the ones that are a little more serious, sort of like want to know where are we go what's happening here, right? It isn't oh this is fun. The second time around, you sort of want to know, is there some sort of method to this, I wouldn't say madness, but a method to what Ravina or Ravashi, whoever the Masadre or Shas are, about what members come with what? Why are we talking about this now? Isn't this subject should be a subject for later? And I think um, doing it two or three times or a hundred times helps you see the connections. And I, I want to just share with you something. The, the statement that we're zeroing in on is from Rabbi Yossi ben Chanina in the name of Ozer ben Yaakov. Um, and that was a statement that, how did it even get there about Madhsiv Lisoichu al Adam? Which is, of course, a Pasik in Parshas Achrimais, right? Lisoichu al Adam, which doesn't mean you can't eat Dam, although it does mean that as well. The fact is, it's al-adam, right? That, that you're eating the carbon or whatever it is, al-adam, or eating the animal with the flesh still in it. So there's a drash, that you're eating, but what about the dam? What about your life? What about the blood that flows within you? And therefore, it's telling you, don't, even though... <laughs> You would like to um, you would like to uh, eat and perhaps give yourself some nutrition, but al adam al adam there's something more essential to your life's continuance, and that of course is the justification of your life through tefillah. Tefillah is in a way justifying your existence every day. That's dimchem. That's the blood that courses within you. And therefore, don't be misleisoichlu. Don't eat before you've mentally understood what it means to be alive and how important it is to keep on davening for your continued existence. 
Right. That is the that's the 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 drosha chazal make. Now here is where things get a little bit interesting. Um, well, first of all, okay. Then it says there's if you look in the gears and the gemara, the gemara says ika di amre, ika di amre. Amar Rabbi Yitzchok, Amar Rabbi Yechanan, Amar Rabbi Yisib, Rabbi Chanina, Mishum Rabbi Lazar Ben Yaakov. Kol ha'oichol v'shoyse v'yachach mispalel, Allah v'kosevoymer, v'oisi hishalachti achrei gaivecho. This was a, a terrible pasuk in, in its source, because this is what the Rabbeinu Shalom said to um, the Rosha uh, Yeruvah. The Rosha Yeruvah was told that uh, you're going to lose it. You might have had some purpose, but you really ruined your chance to be an alternative king because what you've done is actually, um, you've actually, let's just find that posse here. What you've actually done is, um, here it is, uh, right, right, I see a minute, um, right. You're worse than everyone before you. You made other gods. So this is what Achia uh, Shiloni tells the Rosha Yerovah. Pretty terrible stuff. So Chazal make a drash that it isn't just that you 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 threw me you threw me behind your own body. In other words, basically, I was nothing compared to you compared to what you wanted, what your agenda, your, your, your body and everything that's glory and power. I was as an afterthought. You mentioned my name, Yerovah, but basically it was you first. <laughs> it's interesting, like Yerovah said, Mi Barosh, right? Or Kadosh Baruch said to Yerovah, Mi Barosh, who's going to be in Gan Eden? And Chazal say that Yerovim said, "Okay, it's 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 David Amelach and and me in Gan Eden, but who's who's first, right? Me Baroish." Yerovim said, and Hakadosh Baruch Hu answered him, "It's David. David comes first. <coughs> and Yerovim said, "No, no. If David is first, then I'll, I'd rather do my thing." So you see, even from that Chazal, that Yerovim, even in a spiritual way, has to be number one. And therefore, the simple pshat and pasuk is is that. You can. You don't really care about me. So Chazal take this pasuk, which was the Musr has this Musr that rang to the to the essence of who Yeruvah ben Avot was, and they give this reference to everybody who eats or drinks before they daven. Al tikre gavecha elegeyecha. Amar Hakadosh Baruch Hu lachar kibul of malchus In other words. You're you're ready for me. I know you're going to daven. It's going to be a great minion, but I'm only after your haughtiness. I'm only after you've taken care about yourself, the gaiva. After you feel good about yourself, after you've 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 aggr- self self aggrandizement or feeling great about yourself. Now you have time for me. Which means that when you eat and drink, Chazal is saying it's as if you are full of yourself. And then you come to Makabah Malchoshabayim, that's wrong. Okay. So those are the two statements, very strong statements about not eating before davening. All right. So uh, part of what, if you take a look in the Shifty Severus, and, and, and I'll show you, again, I wish I could join the board, is there's been some discussion about why is this an Ika Amre? 
In other words, what, what are the, what's the difference between these sources? One source says, they're both drushas. Everybody knows the Pashik Shad. They're not, not, they're not really about eating before davening, but the sources are different. So, did you go through the Choveris? All right, so you see one of the things that the line that goes through there um, is, is there an Afkamina between one and the other? So, um, the truth is, is that the second source, the source about, um, the second source about Hishlach Diachar Gaivecha is quoted primarily, is actually, if you look at the Mishnah Bura, and Hilchas Tefillah, he quotes that pasuk first, and he seems to have the the Chavetz Chaim seems to understand that that's a more essential source than the second one, because the second one is clearly an asmachta. We know what the pasuk means in the Torah; it doesn't mean about eating, but the second one is really Chazal's attitude, and because of that, the Mishnah Bura uh, directs us to understand that it's about feeling good about yourself. So what's quoted in this regard, the Rosh quotes, again, we don't have it on the board, so I don't want to spend the time reading it inside, but the Rosh quotes one of the G'dayli Chachmei Ashkenaz, the Rav Yo, Rav Eliezer ben Rav Yo Alevi, the Rav Yo, the Avi Ezri, as he's called, where the Rav Yo says that it's about gaiva. Well, certain foods aren't about gaiva. Certain foods, especially water, a person wants to have a drink of water to just, you know, even if he's, if it's not that he's, he, I need to have some water, right? It's not that he's choking. It's not that he's terrible or he's terribly thirsty because he slept in the in the desert. Um, and now they can't, he's got <coughs> in his mouth is so <coughs> Just in general, he says, no one's going to say water is gaiva. No one is going to say that drinking water is gaiva. Maybe Perrier might be gaiva. I don't know. But water is definitely not gaiva. So basically what the Rav and the Rosh who quotes him bring to the fore is, is that this isn't about like an Yisraelim Kippur, about eating, about putting anything into your system. It's about eating in a way that gaivecha. It's like something where, yeah, I've really, you know, I've really satisfied myself. I feel great now. So once you have eating, or it's because you're prioritizing that. So that's what I'm saying. That's what they're medayik from the ravio. That anything which is the same way the ravio says that mayim is not gaiva, right? So huadin it can expand, right? Any type of imbibing which isn't about having a geshmak and feeling good about what you're eating, it sort of lends itself to that to that approach. And and, and the heterim. The origin of the Heterim <coughs> already starts. Um, the Rambam. And the, so, so the water is okay because what, what's the what's the water because the, the because objective because objectively the Rav Yochel say, say stay alive. It's it's it's, it's needed because it doesn't for, you know for you to function because it's simple. Even though water was of a premium, it's a simple food. It's not. It doesn't have chashivos that you could feel good about having it. That, that's the Rav. So, that, so, so again, that in the ravios. So, so he would say that if, if, if some barley kernels and wanted to chew on them before, before that. In other words, this Michael Behema, you know, that, coffee, that would work. Oh, also. so so according to the ravios mahalach, if the ravios correct that it's all about being misgoya, and water is not something you're misgoya from, right? Then 
Lachora, in different eras, other foods and other things, is also such a simple food you're not misgoyer from. So, as Ellie is saying, it's possible that coffee and tea and other things like that, that's, that's not something you're misgoyer from, that's nothing special, right? Because other things could take water's place as well. Now, but again, if you gain the double latte, you know, with, with okay. the macchiato cream. Right. You know, so, uh, so that's so that so that's with the frothy milk. What? So it's going means you sort of have a sense of your own importance. You have a sense that you feel. In other words, you feel good. You feel I ate something. Boy, I feel good about myself. I, I had something. I, I feel better. I feel like I'm somebody. I feel like I'm a somebody. So, 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 right. So, because the reason why the Mishnah brings this time first is because the Shulchan Aruch himself, <coughs> the Bais Yosef himself, allows water because of that reason. Now, in the Rambam, when the Rambam in Hilchas Tefillah talks about this halacha, the Rambam says it's Osir Litoim, that there's actually an Isser of Te'ima. Now, from here, the Paiskim, including the Beis Yosef himself, in Kesar Mishnah, says that this sounds to be a little bit more than the Rav Yoh and the Rosh. If it's Osir Litoim, the Gemara says Osir Le'echo Belishtois, to eat or drink. The same daf and daf you had mentions the nafkamina, if you remember, between somebody who's fasting, whether he can take a taste of something, right? And the Gemara says that that a taste is different than eating and drinking. That's the same Gemara, right? The Gemara says that 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 a taste of something, especially you know, it's a small amount, that to be toying something is not is not achil uh, v'shliyah. So based on that, <laughs> it sounds like the Rambam is more machmir. The Rambam would not be matir, right? However, the Rambam who's machmir from the Pasik, he doesn't necessarily make anything out of the fact that it's that there's this idea of of of, of um, right? The Rambam is more machmir. Where where's the Rambam's reason to be machmir? So the Minchas Chinuch says that he thinks the reason the Rambam is machmir. Is because the Rambam in in the book that I've tried to plant here as a wonderful book for everybody to learn, which was the Sefer Mitzvahs. Remember the Shroshim of the Rambam we talked about in our Shir on, on Hanukkah. So the Rambam in Shirish Tess mentions that there are certain lotases in the Torah that include many many things, and you can and you have to know how to count that mitzvah. So when he talks about leseichu al adam. The Rambam mentions all the aspects that are how, are are true from the Torah that are part of that pasuk, and one of the things he mentions is our Gemara about eating before davening. So it's mashma from that Rambam that it's not like Rabbeinu Yoyna and everyone says, even the Mishnah Bura, of course, quoting that that this is only an asmachta. It's mashma from the Rambam that the Rambam holds that Lysoichu Adam, the Minchas Chinuch says, is really a, it's a law from the Torah. It's actually Minat Torah. Lysoichu Adam, no if, ands, or buts. Don't give me the second drosh about Gaiva. 
the primary drasha is Leiseichel Adam. It's the first one mentioned in the Gemara. And therefore, it's actually stronger because that says, don't, lo, lo It's not that you're a Balgaiva. Don't do it. <laughs> okay. Now, the Mechaschinach says that it's convenient that the Rambam sheet that is the tefillah is from the Torah anyway, right? If you hold that tefillah is, is only something the Rabbanan de- developed, how could you have a pasik that it's that, about don't eat before daven? You don't even have to daven according to the according to the Torah. It's only the Rabbanan who created the chi of tefillah. So the Rambam, the Menachaschina says, Lushitosa holds that tefillah is minatayra. Since tefillah is minatayra, it's possible to have a love about tefillah. Since there is a mitzvah of davening minatayra, you could also have a love about how tefillah has to happen. That part of the way tefillah has to happen is that the same way the Torah gave a mitzvah of tefillah, the Torah gave a leisa say about tefillah, that it needs to be the first thing that you do. So what would the Rambam say if it's not zman tefillah? Oh, okay. So there, you're right. So according to the Rambam, the chi of tefillah is... And again, this gets into some sort of a, a, a touchy situation because if the tefillah is once a day, <laughs> right, it could be at night as well. Now, the according to the Rambam that holds the tefillah is minatayra once a day, so you've already possibly. So again, is the day based on the Jewish calendar day it would start at night? However, let's assume that the Rambam submits, and he does say that he says, look. <laughs> Even though tefillah is minatayra, you have to follow the hayra of, of, of Chazal about when to daven. Therefore, <coughs> therefore, and you're right, you, you could conceivably say, especially as this is all about dam. In other words, it's only in the morning that the natural tendency is, i got to eat something, okay, oh, I'm starving, i got to put something in my... That's where the Torah could have written to tell you, I know what you want to do, but you have to be makayim your mitzvah. So based on this Rambam, the, the, and the part of what's developed here is there might be a machlekes, whether just drinking water, whether you're, right, now, according to the Rambam, it's it could, it's oser, it might even be menateter. Now, that's the Minchas Chinuch, and the Sefer Chinuch also quotes this uh, and the uh, Gemara and the Pasuk Leseicho Adam, the Sefer Chinuch, which is on all the mitzvahs, and from there the Minchas Chinuch says the Rambam. According to the Rambam and the Chinuch, you don't have a heter of stam drinking. However, as much as he's machmer in that way, the Rambam in the Perik before, when he mentions, I mentioned this before about a cholah, he says Mishu Roya is a cholah, and the Rambam says a cholah can do what he needs. So according to the Rambam. You'd have to say, "Am I a choyl or not?" And this gets into the question before: the heter to definitely eat or drink would be. So again, we now have two heter for coffee. One heter is the heter of the ravio. We'll talk about sugar in a second. So one heter, the heter of the ravio, that it's not derech gaiva, that coffee and tea, because of the way things developed, has become as normal and as blase as as water. The other side over here is that that if you are ill, if because and maybe you became ill because you drank and ate before davening so much, right? It's because you were having coffees incorrectly that you became an addict, 
and through the addiction you now become a chayla. So therefore, that would be the heter going the other way. Okay. All right. Everything we're talking about is only once you can daven. If you get up early for a daf yomishir, right, and it's way before this month, you okay. can't daven yet, right? Right. There, there, should, there should be no. So the, so the post can say, and again, this gets in, there's a, there is a technical question here, Yankee. Definitely, if it's before Alice, um, there would be a, a number of hours before Alice. Oh, so Micha's correct here. If it's an hour and a half before Alice, Let's say, davening. I'm up early, and I'm, I'm going to a very, very early morning shear, and there's some cake and food. So, lachar, there should be no problem taking part in that. However, once the zman tefillah is reached, which is let's say alais, right, dawn, so then it might be an issue. Now, hang on one second. As Michael points out. There's another point that whenever a Zman mitzvah occurs, which in this case would be Tvila or Kriyashma, even a half hour before, one shouldn't begin a type of eating that will cause him to perhaps get so involved in the meal that they then lose the mitzvah in its time. That's a general aloha based on the Gemara and Shabbos and Davtes, that whenever a Zman mitzvah is about to happen, you shouldn't be eating or drinking, which is the reason I've mentioned here in this class why we fast after Tainus Esther. We fast, people fast after Tainus Esther is over into sometimes a very long Megillah reading. And the reason is, is not because you're mechuyiv to fast, but because since there's a mitzvah of Kriyas HaMegillah, we're afraid that there's there's an Easter to start eating or drinking because you've got another mitzvah involved. A similar question arises even by Sfira Salimer about when uh, when you daven on an early Shabbos, are you allowed to start Kiddush and eating when you have a mitzvah to count the Omer unless you have somebody reminding you. So that's the basic rule of not eating when a mitzvah is going to kick in. So here, Yanki, one could make a difference between is it any eating or is the type of eating where I'm sitting down and it's going to become a, a whole meal. So there, there would be a question of being mafsik. And again, over there, the Gemara and Shabbos says, Taisus says, Mefurish, that once you've begun beheter, you don't have to be mafsik, assuming you have enough time. Now, that's once you've begun in a time that's mutter, so once the zman occurs. So here, the, the <coughs> Riyazokin, Malataisus says, that's true by Mincha. For example, if we start a meal early enough, like a, like this meal. If this meal would continue, we have a big, long, gigantic meal in a Suda, even though it would be Zman Mincha, we would be mutter to continue our meal and not stop for Mincha because there is time later. However, the Riyaz says that when it comes to Shachris, based on our Gemara that makes such a big deal out of it that it says, you would have to stop. So, Yanki, to answer your question in a long-winded way, yes, you get up early enough, you can eat and possibly have cake and stuff like that, but you probably have to stop at Alice. And maybe even earlier if you didn't, if you didn't start before. In other words, if you got up 30 minutes before, then there might be an issue. And this, of course, is relevant when people get up early before a fast day, and they, t- and this actually is what is told to people. If it's only going to be a slight eating or drinking, just to give yourself a snack. It's less than a beitza. So then you're not being koveya like a real achilo within a half hour, right? 
But again, there are some that say you should actually, should be a half hour before I lace before you start eating. So that would <coughs> answer your question. Right, but uh, a, a loss in, in certain situations, you're not adopting at a loss. Most minyanim don't start at a loss. Even though the Zman feel has right. started. But you're right. right. So, so this gets into the question about whether you can have, if you have a minion kavua, right. so and somebody is, like and someone is ringing the bell. Like the that's the, right. So that's that's like whether a shimer is good enough in that situation. Right. Okay. So this is some of the logic issues. So I'll tell you my. Okay, up until now, I've just been a parrot. You can find this out from the Shifty booklet and other other sources. This sounds is shifty. N- it sounds Shifty. None of this is is is, is me. I'll tell you what, what what I found interesting. What I found interesting was that there there has been an approach by two two very choshava choshava uh, rabbonim. One of them is the Moli Aroyim, Rabbi Yaakov Yelis, and he says the following. Um, he says, "I'm going to read you from. Let's see. Let me get this over here. Come on. I have to." Uh, so he says that, um, okay, he says the tool is showing us, he says everybody is bothered by, especially once you have this magic word, Ika the Amre, there's two approaches to it, two Makairas. So it lends, you know, a certain style of thinking, ah, oh, there must be a Machlekas between the two Lishoynas. There must be a, a, a machlekas between the two. So Rabbi Yaakov Ellis, the Moe Aroyim, writes that, aha, in other words, the posik about gaiva, that's not about shachris. The first one is about shachris. Because by shachris, it's all about l'seichol adam. It's like you think you need to put gas into the tank as you're getting up. The Rebunner Shom is saying, no, the real tank is between your mind and your heart and coming to me. That's that's. That's why they use that asmachta because it's so, it's so accurate in terms of, of, of getting up in the morning. The other pasik is a mincha pasik, <coughs> a mariv pasik. That's where you think, what's wrong with eating? Asman mincha. What do you think? You, what about me? The rabbanu shalom is saying, is for mincha. That's now again. Why does he even say such a thing? Well. It explains this anomaly. That when it comes to mincha, so, eh, as long as you didn't start a big, big suda, it's alright. As long as you start as van het there. But shacharis, that's based on the first lush, and we say chaladam, there we're more machmir. Because that's a much more chomer thing. Shacharis is more chomer than mincha and marav. And that's the two lashinas. That's Rabbi Yaakov Yelis. Okay. Um, and, and, and the sort, the reason he would say that is, well, you see, it's two lishaynos. You see, it's ika diaba means there are some that say it must be that's the nafkamina. One is for shachris, one is for mincha. Okay, another uh, machaber, not as choshev in, in, in terms of time as the moyaroyim, but a very important person I found out when I did a little research about him. One of my favorite svarim on brachos is the birchas Aaron, Rav Aaron Levin. Rav Aaron Levin is the grandfather of Nat Lewin. You know Nat. Lewin is that the, the, the lawyer who has been one of the big fighters for all the Yiddish uh, causes. Nat Lewin's father was Rabbi Yitzchok Levin, Levin, Lewin, who was a professor in YU and also started uh, a number of, of schools in America. His grandfather, and I have a beautiful picture of him, was Rabbi Aaron Levin. 
Um, the tzaddik? No. So Baron Levin was one of the most important people in the Aguda. You know, we talk about 1923, the convention of Mayor Simcha in Vienna was such always this big thing, right? Again, it was a Shnikolazacho, there's going to be Dafyoyme, okay. But the real star was another. Delhi. Mayor Simcha had been on the Polish. It was such a great thing. He was part of the the Polish Parliament. The Diet. What? Mayor Shapiro. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You have to go back and redo that again. Mayor, right? Yeah, yeah. It was Mayor Shapiro, the great hero of the convention. But at the time, one of the big standouts was another delegate who had been in Polish Parliament. He had been the Rov in a number of cities in in in, in, in Lita. And had been, uh, he was a, one of the people who worked as, he was called the Nasi of the, uh, of, of that section. I don't know exactly what they gave him. He became like the, he got a great title. That was Rav Aaron Levin. And unfortunately, he was killed by the Nazis, uh, in 1941, uh, And he wrote one of the most chikavas for him on Brochus, Birchus Aaron. Uh, he wrote it in 1913. Uh, he was a, a grandson of one of the biggest placekim in the 19th century. The one who's considered one of the, the placek who started modern Shilas on the uh, on the map. Rabbi Shmelkish. All the chuvas, all the modern questions about things that were happening. Everybody quotes the Beis Yitzchok. So the Beis Yitzchok, uh, his grandson, he only had one daughter. His daughter married Rabbi Nossin Levin who Nat was named after, and his son was Rav Aaron. So Rav Aaron Levin wrote a beautiful sefer on, 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 on Brochus, and in it, he has all these short little gishmaka pieces. So those who are writing Brochus, I, I, I recommend the sefer. But he over here goes to the same question. What is the difference? What's going on with these two Lashaynas? So he basically says that one difference is, he says, that if you like the first man, the Omer, that it's base, he says, the first man, says if you eat before davening. Whereas the second Lashon is anyone who eats and drinks before davening. So he says, the first Lashon holds that it has, the, I'm sorry, the second Lashon holds that's about gaiva, then even <coughs> drinking is also. Right? Um, of course, without gaiva, it's going to be mutter, as we said before. But if you learn out from the posseh from Leisaychlu, that's even te'ima oser, which is again uh, what we said from the Rambam. But then he says another thing. He says that um, it could be, according to the first Lashon, even though te'ima would be oser, but you can drink anything you want. In other words, again, the first Lashon just says, Leisaychu al So it could be, according to the first Lashon, all sorts of coffee or all sorts of beverages will be mutter. The second Lashon, he says, is a din in gaiva. Coffee and other things can make you feel good. The first Lashon is only about achila. And he says, he has a raya, Reb Levin says, because when there's another Isra about feeding your animal, eating before your animal eats... So the, the psak is, it's only if you eat before your animal eats. But if you're drinking, that's not part of the Easter. So he says that's a, a smachta, that that would be all right. 
Um, but if the goof is the animal and the soul is, is, is us, <laughs> then... Um, right, right. But, but you see that Achila is not Shtiya. Um, whereas, so this is where he comes, according to Rav Aaron Levin, he wants to say that it could be, if you hold like the first Lashon, <laughs> even though the Rambam says Te'ima is Aser, that's only food. But all sorts of drinks, including coffee and milk and whatever, all of that should be mutter. And then he says, in order to spice it up, he says, if you look in the Gemara, the Gemara mentions Rabbi Yechanan in the second Lashon, and not Rabbi Yechanan in the first Lashon. The first Lashon was, Amr Rabbi Yechanan Rabbeinu Amr Rabbeinu Yaakov. The second Lashon was, Amr Rabbi Yitzchok, Amr Rabbi Yechanan, Amr Rabbi Yechanan, Amr Rabbi Yechanan, Amr why in the second Lashon, why in Rabbi Yechanan, he knew Yosi Barchanina, in fact, Yosi Barchanina was his Talmud, why didn't he sign on the first Lashon? So Rav Aaron Levin, with a nice Bikiyas, he says, if you look in Sanhedrin Samach Yimel, over there, Rabbi Yechanan is on record for Vaseichel Adam is the Isser for a Ben Sera Over there, the Gemara wants to know, a Ben Sera is killed, as you know, the 13-year-old boy is killed for what he did. So the Gemara asks, but you can't kill him unless he's actually been over in Ashara. What, what Ashara besides, what Ashara was it that he was over? So, um, so Rabbi Yechanan says, it was the drasha of Lisaychu al-Adam. Don't eat in a way that you become such a baltaiva that you become a murderer. Lisaychu al-Adam. So, Rav Aaron Levin, Hashem Yochum Domei, says that that's why Yochanan is not mentioned in the in the first Lashon, because he used Osechodam for something else. Both the Moe Arayim and Rav Aaron Levin are assuming, and so is the editors of the Shifty Journal, that there's an essential difference to Lashonis, and that's the way one has to approach this. Kibalevich says differently, because it doesn't, this is not the Derech Hashas, to do an ikadiyamre on such a thing. The derech hashas is many times to bring many psukim about something being wrong. And it's beautiful when you have more droshes. Ikadiyamre is like, I don't hold of what you're saying, but here, they're ni- they're, both of them are nice hasmachtas. And both of them maybe add to the other. But, but there's no mokum for ikadiyamre. So where does this come from? And, and therefore, this whole chiluk and, and the heterim come from what I think is a misunderstanding, and the misunderstanding is a byproduct of Sha, of the way Shas comes down to us. Shas comes down to us um, through manuscripts. One of the uh, and, and, and one of the problems in learning is that I'm looking at what it says on the page. Today, my, I have a problem giving Daf Yomi is because, oh, I'm, that's not what the art scroll says, that's what it says on the page, right? It, 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 for many people, the printed page, and especially if it's the printed page that everybody has, is definitive. People, and that's sort of the problem when, it's hard to tell people that the page that you have is mistaken. But when that page is the page everybody has, and everyone has that, who are you to go tell people not to, right? So where is this that this came from? So th- there was a tremendous uh, Lithuanian Italy 
His name was Rabafol Nosanota Rabinovich. And he, his son and his father in law and his father had hopes, because of how brilliant he was, that he would become the Rav of Brisk. And everyone said he was an Iliotsum. But something capped his mind. He had a passion, a penchant for Svarim and, and about writers and authors. And despite his brilliance and the yeshivas and the COVID that Rabbonim gave him, he found himself drawn to um, manuscripts and copies and Svarim. He met a famous Moscow, Adolf Yelenik, Rav Aaron Yelenik. And Aaron Yelenik told him about in Munich there existed a manuscript copy of the Shas. And there were many, many differences in the manuscript copy than the printed copy of Shas. What? The Vilna Shas, or which came from the Italian Shas, the, the Bromberg Shas that was reprinted. So <laughs> Rabinovich made a left turn. Instead of uh, going on the career path of becoming the eventual Rav, he decided he was going to go to Munich. He was going to work on putting out a, a, a safer where he would show the differences in the original manuscripts and what was printed. And he would not only do that, but he would actually have in his hands and, and using them all the Rishonim and show you what the Gersoyas they had in the Gemara was in order to justify what was the proper Gers in the Gemara. So basically, what he, he, he felt he, was, he wanted to do a corrective. And he published many volumes of the Sefer Dikduke Seifrim on Shas, or Befal Nosnot Rabinovich. So he, on this Dauphin Brochus, was bothered by the same question, and he saw that in many of the in many of the uh, of the manuscripts, he saw it didn't have ikadiyavri. There was no aleph dalid, and that's the way it is in the riff and the rosh. There were no two vishoynas, and he also was 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 bothered by the fact that. Um, uh, so what he says is, you know where the ikadiyavri comes from. He says he saw the words Amar Aleph Resh Aleph Resh Aleph Resh Aleph Resh and then it said Rabbi Yitzchok Amar Rabbi Yechonah. So the Aleph Resh was the copyist's the the person who had copied the the from another version of the first Memra. Really, all it was was. <laughs> really all it was was mentioning Rabbi Yochanan and Rabbi Yitzchok. But the copyist uh, wrote Alafresh twice. The printer then, the Zetzer, decided to put Ika the Amri in him. I'll take Rabinovich any day of the week that he is, that that, that was probably what, what occurred. That it was Take, yeah. Aleph, so there aren't really two Lishaynes. And there's no, there's the whole idea of of coming up with according to this lashon, it's this way. This, this is the derech. 
One last thing. Possibly, or possibly, we don't even have to, again, I think one of the reasons so much attention is paid to it is because it hits us where we live and we're sort of desperate to come up with, oh, well, according to this lotion, I can drink. According to this lotion, right? If this would be just about be a good Jew and give tzedakah, okay? <laughs> so uh, that's the chazal. But because this Gemara is like the source of something that's so affecting so many people, yeah. it causes people to come back and say, well, let me think over here. According to the first lotion, you get recht. But if you like the second lotion, right, and the, the second lotion is quoted first, there's welcome to be matter. So there's two kansvei this over here. You're right. There was definitely something added. Um, the, prob- the problem with Rabinovich, although he, his ha'ar is givaldic, is that it comes out that according to the second lotion, according to the second group, you have a, a strange thing, which is Rabbi, you have Rabbi, Rabbi, you have Amar Rabbi Yitzchok, Amar Rabbi Yechanan, Amar Rabbi Yeshua ben Chana, Amar Rabbi um, Yeshua ben Chananya. Right, Rabbi Yosi ben Chananya, Rabbi Yosi ben Chananya, Amar Rabbi Yosi ben Yaakov. Rabbi Aaron Hyman, who wrote um, to me, he was a Voloshner Talmud, and he he moved to England eventually. He wrote the sefer that I have. Of course, I have so many farm now piled on by my desk, I can't find it. But but he has, again, it's a problem you never clean up. But he has a three-volume, incredible work called Toldus Tanoim Vamaroyim, where you have, and I've quoted it here before, where you have the names of all the Tanoim and Amaroyim and all about them. So Rabbi Yosef Hananya, he mentions this Gemara, and he says that what does it mean, Ika de Yamre? He says, it's not like, he says, if you go like Rabinovich, it ends up that you have an anomaly. You have Yochanan quoting his Talmud. Yochanan wouldn't be quoting Rabbi Yosef Rechananya. Rabbi Yosef Rechananya is a Talmud. Rabbi Yochanan's not going to quote him. What it is, is up until now, these were members of Rabbi Yosef Rechananya in the name of, of Rabbi Yosef Yaakov. Here's one that was, there are some that say this one Yochanan brought to the base matters. Elazar ben Yaakov was a Tana anyway, no, neither of them saw him, right? When Rabbi Yochanan quotes a Shem Yachai, he never saw him either. But he happened to somehow be open to this, uh, to this, uh, to this Messiah. So the Ika di Amre, Aaron Hyman says, is not Ika di Amre that it's, it's Ika di Amre that this memory was said by someone else. In other words, the, up until now, it's been Yosem and Hanani show. Some say this was Rabbi Yochanan brought to the base Madrash. But it's not an Ika de Amre, essentially, about the difference between the first and the second, the way Aaron Levin says. Aaron Levin says, of course, Yochanan can only say the second one. It's really, like Rabinovich is right, there was an Olive Dalit in both places. The, the Olive Dalit was really in both places. The, there was a question about who said this memra. But it's not that there's a machlekas in the members. It's only a machlekas about who said it. Up until now, it's been Yosi ben Hanan Yisho. Now it's Rabbi Yochanan possibly here. Which means it's a subtle point, but not an important one. It's important because we, we, want, we want to give credit where credit is due. But it's not that, oh, this is a different approach. Again, it's really, it's really a printer's error or a simple way of the Gemara just getting the record straight. 
it doesn't have the import that these thinkers and semi poiskim and writers machabrim have tried. I just want to just end here with the with the from the Hayyim Yoyim, which I think brought you here. Let's take a look. Uh, I actually didn't see any of your comments. I just came to the share for the sake of share. Uh, okay. So. All right. Full disclosure. Full disclosure. So let's 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 read from that. Let's end this year. It's a nice thing, you know. Maybe we should institute it here. Um, where is it? Uh, it's. Uh, so this is yes. Uh, this is the yoyim yoyim for Yud Shvat. Right. So his father-in-law actually was had, had already started this idea that every chosid should have a, something quick after davening or something to to sort of have a nice little einfa like I do here or <laughs> 90 seconds uh, after Shachars. So here's the uh, here's the einfall for, for Yud Shvat that the Friedrich Rebbe wrote. So he said that my grandmother, that was, when my grandmother was 18, the Friedrich Rebbe said, that was in 1851, she got sick. And the doctor told her, the problem is she's too from, that, you know, she wants to daven when she wakes up, uh, and she was makbid on the eating before davening of have anything so uh, not, 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 not to eat um, and then she would eat pashachar she davened out of very morning when her father-in-law the Tzemach Tzedek right so again the, the, you'll help me here with the chronology the Friedrich Rebbe's grandmother the Friedrich Rebbe was the son of the Rebbe Rashab. The Rashab. So the Rashab was a son. The Rashab was a um, a son of who? The Rebbe Marash. The Rebbe Marash. So the Rebbe Marash's um, the mother would be wife would be Rifkin. She herself was the Rebbe Marash, was a son-in-law of the Tzemach Tzedek. Right. Okay, so the Tzemach Tzedek wanted to speak to um, no, the Marash was the son, the son, the Marash was the son of the Tzemach Tzedek. So the Tzemach Tzedek is speaking to his daughter-in-law. So the Tzemach Tzedek said that a yid has to be strong and about keach. What does it mean, v'chai behem, to live with mitzvahs? That you have to put chiyus into mitzvahs. You have to be a strong enough person that you're going to invest into mitzvahs things that are themselves crucial. Now, therefore, don't feel upset about it. It's better, of course, and this is where it comes from, it's better for you, in order to have the strength of davening, to eat in order to daven, rather than to daven when we know because of your body you're going to be wanting to eat. And the Rebbe said, if you do this, even though the doctor's saying you're sick, if you eat, before davening, I give you a brocha v'arichas yomim. And she, she died, again, she lived to be 80-something. So even though the doctors had said she had been very ill. So this has become a piskum from the Tzemach Tzedek, that it's right, and this uh, yeah, said in Yiddish, right, which is where 
it comes to the point that the that the Friedrich Rebbe and the the last Rebbe told the Chassidim as a Dover Pashit that they should eat even Mizonos and others. Uh, but I will say this: I mean, the the from Bufferin would put on Tefillin first and say Krishma and Tefillin, and then they would. Uh, Which is based again on 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 the Gemara that says. How you first have the makabel malchus shamayim beforehand, but the Rebbe himself writes even if it's you don't have to mahadar on that. The Rebbe in the uh, in the Shari halachal uh, minug says if you need it, even if it's mamish before davening. But you're right. So don't forget and, also the mamish they learned an hour of chassidus before davening. So it wasn't there was anyways a right. So they were up early. And anyway, all right. So this takes us here about this. Mitzvahim next week. Uh, we hope to see you again. I hope to see a little more people here. Take care, everybody. Say take care. Right. So they were up early. And anyway, all right. So this takes us here about this. Mitzvahim next week. Uh, we hope to see you again. I hope to see a little more people here. Take. Care. So they were up early and